podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 150 years, 1872 to 2022. Bill Struth is the man who set the standards for our football club. He led our club for 34 years between 1920 and 1954, as well as being a holder of a number of other positions, including director. Struth is one of the most successful managers in Scottish and British football history, winning 30 major trophies in his career, a record 18 Scottish League Championships, 10 Scottish Cups and 2 Scottish League Cups. It cannot be stated enough that the success and influence this man had on our club is a major factor in our current stature and success. He loved Glasgow Rangers and he will forever be held as one of, if not the most important manager in the history of Rangers Football Club. So much so, our famous main stand was renamed in his honour. To be a ranger is to sense the sacred trust of upholding all such a name means in this shrine of football. They must be true in their conception of what the Ibrox tradition seeks from them. No true ranger has ever failed in the tradition set to him. A very success gained, you agree, by skill, will draw more people than ever to see it, and that will benefit many more clubs than rangers. Let the others come after us, we welcome the chase, it is healthy for us, we will never hide from it. Never fear, inevitably we shall have our years of failure and when they arrive we must reveal tolerance and sanity. No matter the days of anxiety that come our way, we shall emerge stronger because of the trials to be overcome. That has been the philosophy of the Rangers since the days of the gallant pioneers. Mr Bill Struth. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. In a week where our magnificent club celebrate our 150th year anniversary, our board continue to try and ruin it by persisting that we go to the land down under. Uh, I am your host Scott Carney as always and before I introduce the guys you'll have seen or heard from the start of the podcast that we're celebrating a number of important Rangers figures uh, over the over this month uh, and Today is Mr. Bill Struth, so stick around to the end of the show. Uh, uh, we'll have a, a wee discussion and a wee tribute to Bill Struth. So it's just one of the ways that we are we are choosing to celebrate our 150th year. So yes, the guest, the guys, Scotia, how are you, my friend? Uh, evening, Connie. Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, I completely forgot that you'd um, we're going to do that wee intro. So I really enjoyed that. I thought you'd mentioned at the weekend. That was that was really good. Yeah, if that doesn't get you up for a podcast, I don't know what will. Um, Ryan, how's it going, mate? Oh, good, mate, yeah. Um, I asked me buzzing for a game on Thursday, and it's, well, this is only Tuesday, so cheers for that. Um, sitting here with battle fever on, but that was brilliant, yeah. really enjoyed that. Yeah, good. Have we all recovered from the weekend? Oof, I was at the gym. Um, tonight, <laughs> I usually go to the gym. I usually go to the gym on a Monday night, um, so you can tell what kind of weekend I had. So I went there tonight and... <laughs> I celebrated 150 years a wee bit, a wee bit too hard. So I think <laughs> me and Scotia, me and Scotia and Ali had a good 13 hours hit at it. But it's hit Ali so hard that he's not even here. So uh, <laughs> Ali's still struggling with it. Uh, no, um, well, with Ali not being here tonight, at least when I come to you, Ali won't have said everything that there is to say on the matter. Do you know what I mean? That's a bit of a positive thing to look at with Ali not being here. But yes, no Alistair tonight. Um, what commitments? I think something like that. I don't know. But yeah, so if you want Rangers stuff, uh, you can become a Club Act 22 supporter for only 99p. Uh, and coming very soon is our first ever exclusive live YouTube show where with our supporters. So never a better time to sign up and join us. You can also buy the podcast a coffee and become a coffee buying legend by signing up to the membership via the, the Buy the Podcast, uh, Buy the Coffee website. Uh, and as always, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the videos. Two wee clicks for you that cost nothing, but it makes a massive difference to us and really supports our podcast. So gentlemen, uh, first on the agenda is a wee bit more of an in-depth look, apart from our uh, kind of more than our wee ramble, I suppose, that we had in the pub after the game on Saturday. Uh, we start with the 1-0 the win over Aberdeen. 
I let go from Kamar Roof and ensured Rangers stay in the title race and kept the points difference to Celtic the same after the weekend's fixtures. Uh, Gio, after the game, told RTV, we always work hard and in the moments of the games today, we reacted really well, especially in the second half. We won all the duels, we won the second balls, we had high tempo and we were just waiting for the goal like we have and seen in so many games before this one and we have scored a very important goal. Uh, on the subs that he made, he said we needed the changes and they impacted us really well. They brought energy, character and stamina into the team and that is what we needed at that moment. I am really happy with the subs we put in. Uh, Scotia, I was possibly a wee bit harsh uh, in the reaction pod from the pub after the game. Might have been the beer, might have been the few halves before we went to Ibrooks. Who knows? Uh, however, I, of course I was happy with the win. Uh, but However, I, I'm still... The performance left a lot to be desired. That's probably the nicest way to put it because I have watched it back and we weren't great and a lot of a lot of the spells in that game we were very wasteful with the ball. At times we were passive. We looked we looked what's the word? Lethargic. We didn't look like we were completely on our our, our A game. Uh, and we made hard work of a very average Aberdeen side. And football cliche, yes, they worked very hard, but we still, we still, we were still not. The performance wasn't the standards that we would come to expect from this team. However, am I being a wee bit too harsh? Was I being a wee bit too harsh? And is this just what we need to accept at this stage of the season? Yeah, I mean, I looked, watched it back again as well, and to be honest, we maybe were slightly too harsh, and certainly probably too harsh, maybe on Kamara. Because when I watched it back, he was actually a wee bit better than he th- than I thought he was during the mm-hmm. game. Um, it was a far more comfortable knowing that we were right, we won one 0 right. It was it felt far more comfortable watching it back, and we were we were never under any threat from Aberdeen. Aberdeen were were pretty poor in terms of offering any any threat. Um, I think during the game, we probably were a wee bit harsh, but that's probably because we're like. Oh, Waiting until the last seven minutes to score the goal, eight minutes to score the score the goal that sees us through. Because you can split the game the, the whole day into kind of two sections. There was the football itself that wasn't, as you say, wasn't great, but it was, it was a comfortable win we had. But then there was obviously all the the build up and the, the I can't say it enough. That display that the Union Bears put on was absolutely brilliant. Obviously, all the kind of iconic pictures throughout the, throughout the years, and then obviously because you're up in the club deck, I didn't even realise that they had the, the club crests down hanging out down in front of the the main stand, yeah. and that looked really good once we once we'd finished done doing the the post match in the pub. Ad that we then went on Twitter and like you've seen all the videos from it that I didn't even realise that was there. That was really good as well. So yeah, you can kind of split it into two parts. The football itself wasn't great, but the before and after it. Was really good. I felt it was it was a cracking day. Yeah, Ryan, I just said to you before, well, as we started this podcast, that um, it was good that Ali wasn't here to talk through everything about the day. And Scotia just seems to have took his place. I don't know if it's something <laughs> in the top right hand side of the screen or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, a number of things that will come on. To you, Scotia has definitely mentioned um, your overall thoughts on the game, though, mate. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it back or even watch the highlights, but. Before we do, break down individual parts, decisions, um, incidents, managers' decisions, etc. Has your thoughts changed much on the, the game on Saturday? Not overly. I was maybe I was maybe a bit brutal on the team in terms of what I said that when you would rise to the occasion of the of the one fifty and in the celebrations, I mean it would take a it would take a a special team to, to match what the Union Bears did on on Saturday because the display was phenomenal and it's a it's such a monumentous event for us, it's the 150, so probably starting off with that analysis for me was a bit harsh. We weren't on it. We weren't on it on Saturday. It was, for me, the exact same type of performances um, we put up against St. Johnson. It was enough against a team who are down the bottom of the league, let's face it. Um, they're not quite fighting relegation, but they're down there, they lack the lack quality going forward that they never really posed posed a threat to us. Um it did feel like the longer the game went on though, the more frustrated the fans were getting, the players were getting frustrated. 
And it was just that feel that we weren't going to get the three points and another draw and another two points is going to pass us by. And although I did, I did go into a bit of a positive spin on things later on in my analysis. I do, I do think we are running out of of time to. We can't drop any more points because we're running out of games at the moment. So yeah, it was a frustrating game to sit and watch. But I think we were, we were all on a buzz. We were all on a high for the one fifty celebrations in the in the displays there. So it is three points, and Geo is right. We, we get the three points, and I think we do have to look at it as at this time of the season. And it's just how Rangers have played this year. It's three points, so I'm a bit happier sitting here just now than I, than I was on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it is one of those games, and I don't want it, want it to make it sound like I'm being too harsh, but I think what you've both mentioned as well is in the back of your mind, you are going, we've seen this too many times this season and we can't afford to drop points now because of where we are in the league. And I know we didn't, but at the time, you don't feel like that. You don't think about, oh, we'll get the win at the end. You're living in the moment. You're living in the moment of the game. And uh, I think we were on such a high in the team where uh, they were nowhere near it, really, compared to the the, the absolutely superb display that the, the Union Bears done. We are all in full agreement of that. I don't think you can... Um, I mean, we had a great wee day out before it. It had a few beers coming up to the game. Uh, the laugh and the, the wee boss coming up as well was great. And getting to the game, we were all in really high spirits. We knew what we were about to go in and see. There's been so much talk of this uh, this TIFO display, or the Tinto display, as Ali calls it. And uh, I, I was really looking forward to seeing it and what they managed to do, how they've managed to plan that, the idea behind it, the execution of it, everything about it is absolutely spot on. They, they, I can't praise them enough. I really can't. Uh, I think they, they've really outdone themselves with this one. And I literally just heard on the way back from work there that the the UB even put the um, the display cards down with the um, with the disabled set. Um, and they they all had cards in that as well. I mean, that's class, man. That is just un, unbelievably class. Uh, and congratulations to them. It can't be said enough. They they really did outdo themselves. And it's uh, I, I was a real feeling of pride that I had as well, seeing it all and seeing all the different moments. Uh, very, very well done. Uh, and congratulations to them for that. Absolutely no doubt about it. Um, we'll jump into um, Glenn Kamara. Yes, I was... Very critical of Glenn Kamara, and I have been Scotia for the past uh, the past couple of games, and I I don't know, maybe is it the way that we are playing just now, and we are quite slow, we are quite passive, we're not quite firing, and every pass isn't really quite on, and his style of play is just kind of magnified within that. Look, the work that he done to get the cross in, for which eventually led to the goal, is superb. Absolutely great. He beats about three players out in our left-hand side. The footwork's great. The cross is brilliant. All of that was superb. But is that why I'm possibly being a wee bit harsh? Is the way that we are playing just now is kind of highlighting his style of play, which is slow at times? Yeah, I think it is. You know what it is as well? I think we all get this feeling that it brings us back to how we were playing a couple of seasons ago when we were kind of passing the ball round about people in Kamara. Kamara's really guilty of that. He's, he's got a wee bit better recently at driving forward a wee bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But he's guilty of kind of getting the ball and then passing it out wide or passing it back the way. And he doesn't give you that directness that Jack usually does. And it's, it's highlighted more that when Jack comes in, you notice that difference straight away. But overall, I think Kamara was actually was better than I thought he was during during the game. He was slowing things mm-hmm. down, but like I say, because you know that you've, you end up winning 1-0, when you watch it back, you're maybe... You appreciate that a bit more, but during the game, it was a bit frustrating at times. That's I think that's fair. It's fair to say. Yeah, Ryan, is it a case of Kamara maybe old Dabbits die hard? Possibly. He's um, <clears throat> he has. I agree with Scotia. I've seen a change in him since since he was dropped. Geo dropped him. There's there's absolutely no getting away from that. Lundstrom and Jack took the centre midfield, and Kamara get dropped and. I remember thinking at the time, I was like, that's the wrong decision. And I think it's the right decision. I've said before that I love Kamara. I think he's such a good footballer, possession-wise in Europe, in big games. I think he's a fantastic football player. But 
seeing how Rangers play and how more direct we are with him out of the team, I think we're better without him. I know that sounds as if a bit of a contradiction, but I do think we are better without him. And that maybe, maybe has forced Kamara to rethink the safe ball or maybe someone's had a conversation with him. Because I seen him a bit more direct. I didn't think he had a great game. I still don't think he had a great game on Saturday. I don't think many people did. But um, I have seen a change in him since he's since he's been back in the team. And that's maybe a positive because Jack is not consistently in the team at the moment, whether it's injury or fitness or whatever. But we, we will need Glenn Kamar from now to the end of the season and we need to be direct. Um, I still think he's guilty of that safe ball where we're breaking forward and he'll just check his run and look for the ball inside him. Very, very, very frustrating, but that's I'm a supporter. I'm looking for him to beat three men and then stick in the top corner, eh, which he isn't <laughs> going to do. But his play, his play for the goal, his play for the goal is exactly what I want to see, and he deserves credit for it. Yeah, he definitely does, and I think I'm probably the same, mate. And maybe it's a lot of Rangers fans just now because of the 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 time of season that we're at and the way the title race is going, it's going to become very, very close and we do want to see a player immediately get the ball, run 50 yards, beat nine men, score a worldie, do you know what I mean? Like That's what you want to see and it's maybe not realistic enough. <clears throat> on the other hand of that, when Glenn Kamara is brave on the ball, does decide to take on players, look what he can do. So we all know he can do it. I know Glenn Kamara is a fantastic football player, but sometimes it is just far too easy all the time, there's no real risk taken and when a game's as, as stuffy and as slow paced as it was on Saturday he, he, I thought he could have done a wee bit more, however I'll take nothing away from him because the work he does for the goal um, is superb so I take back about 70% of my criticism um, I still think he could be offering more but I will Hands up when I'm wrong. I was definitely wrong. Uh, uh, his work for the his work for the goal was superb. But yeah, I just think we, sh- we should we could we could do more. Um, Ryan's cat made an appearance. Everybody, I hope you've all heard it because it might be a brief one. <laughs> uh, right, we'll move on to the we'll move on to the changes that Gio made um, during the game. Balogun came on for Barisic, who again offered very little in the game. Bashi moved to left back, which did completely change how Rangers were playing. Uh, much more threat down her left hand side because. Bassi just takes the role upon himself to get up and down as much as, as he possibly can. Uh, however, the biggest change was Morelos coming off and Kamar coming on, which was received with some jeers. Uh, I don't think anybody can really doubt that. Uh, there was definitely a few murmurs among the crowd, to say the least. Uh, this one worked. Uh, it, of course it worked because Kamar was in the right place at the right time to score. Um my question in among all of that, Scotia, is did Gio get away with one eh, or is this part and parcel of being a Rangers manager? If it works, he gets praise. If it doesn't, he gets absolutely slaughtered. And on this occasion, he got it right. Yeah, you're spot on when you say that. It's these fine margins, you know, and ultimately they got the three points. So he perhaps did get away with one, particularly when it was, you know, nine minutes before the, the end of time that um, we actually scored, but I did notice in that see that last ten minute period when um, Ruth and Lundstrom came on, I felt the tempo went up even more from Rangers during that period. I mean, it looked a wee bit more attacking. Um, so it would have been nice if that change had maybe been made earlier. But again, like you, I'm and like a lot of the crowd, I was a bit confused of bringing off Alfie when you're you're chasing a goal. It would for me, you needed to take Aribo or Kent off. I would have thought because they were. They had a pretty. They both had pretty poor games overall. I think in terms of everyone in the in the, the team, it was just one of those days that it wasn't working for them. But fine margins, it worked. It would have been lovely if we'd scored more goals, but three points is really important because I, I was looking at the league table and we're now eleven goals behind behind Celtic at the moment. So yeah, we could be doing we getting a few more goals. So the fact that Roofs come on and scored bodes well in that respect because it really has only been Alfie that's been contributing consistently with goals at the moment. Everyone else is popping in and out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ryan, Morelos wasn't particularly great on Saturday. I don't think he, he no, by no means was he probably not even the best Rangers player on the park. Uh, but the frustrations are probably justified because we're chasing a goal. We know we need three points. You're taking off a guy that's 
our top goal scorer and has probably been our best player in um probably now they probably that the way Aribos fell off, Morelos has probably been the best Rangers player this season. Uh when on reflection when looking at it. So you can understand the the kind of frustration with it. Gio got it right, yes, but it opens up a bigger question as well. Can Ruth and Morelos play in the same team? No. No, because <laughs> we've been here we've been here before. Um yeah. with, with Ruth and Morelos, this was a, a Gerard thing and I think Ruth played it uh, the left the left of the three and the right. And no, I don't I don't I've never seen I think they got in each other as well, if I remember correctly. And what you've got with Alfredo Morelos is unique because our full attacking play for me is is channeled into bringing him into play and playing his way. And you see it when Morelos isn't there, we do not have a replacement and we're a different team and we, we look sometimes a bit disjointed in attack because where's Alfie? How do we play? We're trying to play through him. And I think that we are one-dimensional when it, when it comes to that. So, yeah, question. No, I don't think the two of them can play together. So I don't. I see Ruth being the one that's going to go in, in the summer. But in terms of Geo, there's one thing that nobody can take away from Geo. He has got a set of balls on him to make a decision. He is not scared to make a big decision. He really isn't. He doesn't care what the fans think. And it's as Scotia said, it's fine margins. Good managers have courage to make big decisions. And you just look at the Dortmund thing where he's, he's if somebody said to you, oh, he'll stick Lundstrom at the back and he'll play a five at the back against Borussia Dortmund, you would have, I mean, you've been shitting yourself. Let's <laughs> let's not be, uh, be about the bush. And it, it was a masterstroke. So on Saturday again, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it when Mirelos went off. I was like, that's our goal scorer. We need a goal. We'll literally... We probably need a goal to stay in this title race and you're taking Morelos off. And as he looked at that and thought, you know what, we've tried playing through Morelos for 70 minutes or whatever it was when Ruth came on. It's not working. And I need a goal and we need to change something. It can't all go through Alfie. And it's came off and Van Brockhorst walks away as, as tactically winning that game for us. And um, I know there's quite a few people that are criticising Van Brockhorst just now. I don't think it's the time for criticising him. I think it's the time for giving him credit for getting things right and, and us unifying as a support and getting behind him at the moment. And I think he, he made the right decision on Saturday. Yeah. Was that a dig at me? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, mate, I, I, I totally get it. Look, I genuinely believe, well, if we do, yeah, it doesn't matter. If, if we do that for 90 minutes... For the rest of the season, and manager one now win, we win the league, so that's fine. I won't be here to see it because I'll be dead. Uh, there's no way I'll be able to survive something like that for the next eight matches. Uh, it's not possible for me to survive that, but I can get, I understand that, and I'm fully behind you. I'm, I'm not one that I certainly don't want rid of the guy. I think he needs time. He's going to need this window, especially because, again. Paint, repaint the wall. We've said that a million times on this podcast. That the end, there is a big, massive end of a cycle coming towards this team, and a lot of people need to be moved on. Uh, so I definitely think he needs time. But yeah, I mean, I know at the end I'll be very happy if we do one now like that for the rest of the season. But I'm going to be so grey and old and fragile that I'll not be able to cope with. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I can hundred percent, hundred percent get it, mate. Um, I'm I, I'm the same. Just quickly, I, I'm not. I don't think Alfie and Morelos is are right in the same team. I, I just it doesn't make much sense to me. I also don't think that Ruth can do what Morelos does, and it kind of changes the whole way that we play. I know Ruth got the goal, yeah, but it's hard to find two Alfredo Moreloses. I'm telling you that for sure. Scotia, Ruth, and oh sorry, Ryan, go on, mate. No, I was all I was thinking was. Um... This is the downside of having Alfredo Morelos. Like, I, lo I love him. I absolutely love him. And I, I don't want him to ever leave Rangers. But we can't sign another striker, if you know what I mean. Because, yeah. do, do you know what I mean? I think Defoe fell short because of Morelos. Because Defoe needs a two up front. And so that's why Defoe didn't get the game time. And I, I think a lot of strikers find it hard at Rangers because Alfie's a man. He plays up front near himself in our. Kent and the guys at the side play off him 
but that you need to be a winger, you need to be a wide player to play off him, and I don't think Roof or Defoe have been, and that's where we maybe fall short. We're relying on Alfredo Morelos too much, probably, and we don't have a replacement for him. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right, Scotia. Roof and Morelos in the same team for you? Um, no, I mean, how often did it happen? I mean, it was probably like a few games at a time that Gerard was doing it with them, and then Roof would inevitably pick up a knock or something and switch out. But the, the issue you've got as well is if you're, you're playing Roof, you've really got Kenneth and Aribo of Kenny need to be playing. Although I did say they were poor at the weekend, they, they, they're threats for us going forward and contribute complement how Alfie plays um, so you've really only got that right hand side place and it's probably not Roof's best position I mean Sakala was pretty poor very poor um, on Saturday there but Sakala gives you I think Sakala's a better option on that right or your likes of Arfield or Hadji <coughs> when he was fit than than Roof so yeah like, like what Ryan says I think you can't not play Alfie so Roof's just got to bait his time and get these wee I think it'll be a case of just getting wee appearances here and there off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly because Alfredo is undroppable. I mean, there's just no... <laughs> he has to play every single game. It's as simple as that. Before we move on to the Red Star game, gentlemen, uh, Ryan, you rolled into the pub on Saturday um, with a pretty interesting theory after the match. Would you care to share it with the with the club at 22 listeners, mate? Well, I have sobered up now, guys. I'd like to retract my comments from Saturday. No, no, no. Um, no I certainly will share them. But I think I can alluded to it a wee bit on the on the reaction, and I just think that we've probably got so used to not being in a title race for years, not challenging, to then going to a league where I mean it couldn't have been a better league, but we absolutely cantered, hammering teams. Hardly conceding any goals. We were, I, I, I safely say, you'll never see a season like last season ever again in terms of just the quality we saw. We were hammering every team, we're, we're beating them, we're taking the piss out of them, we're not conceding goals. We just, it was, it literally was, it, it was an invincible season. Domestically in the, in the league, it was an invincible season, and I don't think you'll see it again. I think it spoiled us a wee bit. I think. I'm not taking heat off Rangers because Rangers have been poor this season and I've said to all of you individually, I've said to my dad, I do not remember being at Ibrooks two games in a row this season and watching that team playing well. Like every, it's, We play well and then the next game's a slog and we don't play well two games in a row. We've dropped points, we've dropped far too many in draws. That's, there's no getting away from that. We've drawn games at Ibrooks that we should never have drawn and, and they are. Damon, you look at you look at the league table at the end of the season and hopefully it won't be the case that you're thinking, God, that's where we lost it. However, Alec McLeish's team were not phenomenal, right? I remember coming away from games and slating players and slating McLeish's tactics and and seeing hindsight, I mean I didn't this this will sound crazy. I was not an Alec McLeish fan. I used to leave games at half, like half time and I just I wasn't for it. I didn't like the football we were playing. But seeing hindsight, Alec McLeish was unbelievable for Rangers. He got the job done. We won um, trophies on the last day of the season. Some of the best days of my life. Some of the best days of your life. And I think, and I'm not saying we're going to win the league, I'm just saying Rangers are still in this. We're three points off. We're three points off them. And yes, we probably can't fall any further because, as Scotia said, they're 11 goals ahead. It's not going to come to goal difference that we ain't going to grab that. Uh-huh. But see if we're three points behind them coming into this old firm game, I fancy us, boys. I fancy us and I fancy us to take this to the, to the end. And that's all I'm saying because I feel as if the Rangers support are taking a decline just now and the frustration's coming out, but we're still in this. And all I'm saying is keep that keep that vibe. We need we need to think like that because there's no, there's no other way I think. There's no point in you can't go to games and sing certain songs about not giving up. But then walk out a game and go, oh, because they've won the league. We need to stick with this team. And that's that that was my thoughts. I, I think, yeah. I think it's fair. I mean, you should just finish that with as Marvin Andrew says, keep believing. That's literally how you should have finished that. Oh, he's uh, copyrighted that, hasn't he? So <laughs> <laughs> he probably has, yeah. Look I am um, I think the biggest frustration that's coming 
just now from Rangers fans is we this shouldn't be a title race. That it shouldn't be a title race. Rangers should have done enough already to be pretty comfortable. Um, but we've kind of let this happen ourselves. And it's sometimes it's hard to forget that we lost a manager. Do you know what I mean? We've just brought in a new one. Like it's a lot to a lot's happened in a single season. So maybe it was inevitable that it was going to be this close. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I love the philosophy, mate. And when you came in and you went, we were terrible today. <laughs> And we're still in this title race. And I was like, that's a very good point. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a hard one to argue back with. And I still believe there's more to come. I don't think it's over. I think there'll be a lot more to it. Scotia, glass half full or glass half empty? Um, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fine about it. I'm a bit like Ryan. I think we're still in it. The problem you've got is it's, like Ryan had mentioned, it's been 10 years since you've actually had title races, really, because when we first came up, Celtic were absolutely dominating us. And then mm-hmm. under Gerard became we were architects of our own downfall under Gerard come post-Christmas. And then last season was just a one-off. Um, you've got to remember, like, all the, the titles, the Advocate one, you know, they were, they were tight leagues. I think there was maybe one where we, we cantered it, but they were tight. McLeish leagues were tight. Smith in the second period was tight. The if you look back to nine in a row, because um, there'll be a lot of fans that don't remember, wasn't weren't there for nine in a row, so they, they don't have that experience of title races being tight. And I think you know how I, I would compare this season. It's kind of similar to the ninety three ninety four season because we were just coming off the back ninety two ninety three was an absolutely tremendous season, similar to how last year was. And we've you almost get this kind of great season slump <laughs> that you get. Um, so I, I'm still, we're still, like Ryan says, we're still in it. So no, I'm, I, I, I kind of agree with him in what he's saying because um, McLeish was a really good, good manager for us. He when he came in, Advocate had kind of lost the form of the players that he ha- had in, and then um, McLeish came in and kind of just revitalised everyone in that first season. And then obviously we started doing the fact the fire sale sort of started. With McLeish, didn't yeah. it? He was losing all these players, not being able to bring bring folk in. So no, if, if we got another wee helicopter Sunday, would be great, wouldn't it? What we would all give me for another the helicopter is changing direction moment. Um, and I know how fitting would it be in our hundred and fiftieth year? It would certainly make it even even more special. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I liked I liked his I liked his thinking. What was he going to say? Just finally on that, I just had a wee look there because I couldn't remember what season Scotia was talking about. See, that season, the 93-94 season, was obviously Aberdeen was our challengers, and we lost eight games that season. My God! <laughs> right? See the, see, the, see the following year, and that was obviously we went to 44 games then, but see the following year, we played, um, I think it was Motherwell. I'm sure that was my first year with my season ticket, my old man. And I think we lost, I think we drew seven and lost four. I'm just going to double check it, but that's what I'm saying. It's not always going to be invincible. Season. Yeah, we drew, we drew nine. The following season, we drew nine and lost seven, and that was a 36 game season. God. So take take these things into perspective. I know that was the 90s. I know the 90s are by. It's not always going to be an undefeated season and banging goals in. So we're in a title race. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yes, we are. Uh, we definitely are, mate. Um, and speaking of moments that we could remember, there's one that you should certainly remember. It's time for a word from our sponsor. It's time to join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, who are the leaders in below-the-waist grooming and can provide you with the right tools for the job to keep your balls thanking you. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code CLUBAT22 for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing performance package 4.0. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. It has skin-safe technology so you don't damage the man veg and has an LED light in case you want to live life on the edge and shave your delicates in the dark. To complete the trimming of said delicates, finish it off with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Ball Reviver Ball Toner, Scotia's favourite. Uh, these formulations will have your balls smelling like a king. Our exclusive offer is 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life 
your balls will thank you. I keep saying every time we get to the end, I should like do a VQ and we should all say your balls should thank you. Your balls will thank you at the same time. But uh, no, again, thank you to Manscaped for the continued support uh, and their products really are absolutely top class. Uh, please go and check it out. If you use the code CLUBAT22, you will get 20% off and you will get free shipping, but you will also be supporting this podcast. So thank you to everybody that has done so, so far. Right, gentlemen. We will move on to the uh, the preview of the Red Star game. We take on Red Star Belgrade. I am not even going to try and say their name the way it is just now because I can't. I actually practised to see if I could say it and I can't say it. So it's not happening. I'm sorry. They are called Red Star to me. Uh, and yeah, it's for the, in the last 16 of you that the Europa League, easy for me to say. Uh, Rangers have played Red Star seven times previously in European competitions, the last time being 2007-2008 season, where we faced them in the qualifying for the Champions League, where a natural noble goal was the difference in the tie. They are currently sitting second in the league, two points behind the league leaders, and have won the last six games and not conceded in the last three games. Scotia, no gimmies at this stage of the competition, that is for sure. So what are your thoughts ahead of the Red Star game, mate? Yeah, see that natural goal. It was the 90th minute he scored. And yeah. I, was, I, I completely forgot about it. But what you've got to remember as well, that season obviously eventually led to Manchester. So I always forget about that qualifying game, scoring in the 90th minute to get you into the Champions League. Because I always look at the, the Champions League as the where we lost or where we dropped into going into the Europa League. I completely forget yeah. about that that last minute goal. Um, yes, I've, I think Ali had mentioned it um previously that we kind of perhaps went into the Slavia Prague game last season or yeah last season um, a wee bit overconfident um, because we'd had such a good result in the previous round and I don't want to kind of make the same mistake here, I think it could potentially be a tough game, I was looking through the Red Star um, sort of form in Europe this season and they were in the Champions League qualifiers like ourselves but um get beat by Sheriff Tiraspol to drop into the Europa League where they beat Kluge to qualify for the groups. They topped Group F which had Braga, Michelland and Ludogrets in it and they only lost one game in that. And won three and drawn through two. And in that um in that group they were it was at, where it, it obviously a draw or they were only winning by one goal. They weren't scoring loads but they, they you know they weren't conceding many either. So it could potentially be be a tough game. Um I was having a look as well for in terms of Rangers. I noticed that this is the third successive time we've reached the last 16 of the Europa League. Only one other team's ever done that before, and that's um, Sevilla. Who's I, thought you were going to, I thought you were going to try and make me name it there. I was like, oh, oh. God, I was like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> no, so yeah, I think yeah, we would we, we be really good to go one step further this season, and I, I think we've, we've got the potential to do it. But like I say, there's not a huge amount of players in the the Red Star Belgrade that scream out to me. I don't you know watch Serbian football. I watched some of their highlights from the Europa League games back yesterday, and they looked they looked all right in them. So I think it will be a bit, a bit of a stuffy game. I noticed um, the Rangers front. We've got Sakala, Lundstrom, and Morelos all sitting on one booking away from being banned for the second leg. But equally, Red Star have got five players. Um, three midfielders and no four midfielders and a striker, all sitting on yellow cards as well. That means they could potentially miss that game. So um, yeah, looking forward to. It. I, I, I feel I'm feeling semi confident. Like I say, I don't want to be too overconfident that I was perhaps guilty of against Slavia. Thought you were going to say Borussia Dortmund. I was like me too, mate. I was absolutely. <laughs> I was so confident against Borussia. Uh, no, I mean Ryan Rangers. Arguably should be feeling quite confident. I mean, we have put out... They were the favourites for the tournament. We've put out Borussia Dortmund. I don't think many teams would have fancied us. Red Star are going to come with a crowd and a loud crowd and a, an opinionated crowd. I'm not going to get into all the politics of it. Um, we all know what I'm referring to. It is, uh, yeah, it is what it is with them. Um, agree with it. If you dare, I certainly don't. Um, but... What are you expecting, mate, from this? Should Rangers... I mean, I know we never do as Rangers fans really feel overly confident. However, we did put out Borussia Dortmund, mate, so... 
Aye, exactly. Um, just just before I, I have my comment on that, yeah, it's definitely something about that that top right um, top right box because Scotia, I was just picking <laughs> off the things here I'd noted down about the Red Star and Apologies. Our, cha- our Champions League qualification against Sheriff. Yep, cheers for that, Scotia. Uh, didn't, didn't score a lot of goals. Yep, got that noted down as well. Nice one. Um, aye, so that's all I've got to say on that, Carmen. Nice one. <laughs> uh, aye, we should. Uh, we should definitely be confident because we put out Dortmund. But the players, what the players, I don't want them to do is be, get complacent. And I don't want them to get complacent and do what Dortmund did in the first leg against us and think we're, we're a big team. This is a Diddy team coming to us, our, our old day in Europe. Because that's what Dortmund did. There's no doubt about it. They thought they were just kicking a Diddy team out of, Scot- out of Scotland out of the cup. So, like I said, they got, they got stung with that. And the Rangers players cannot do that. On Thursday night, they can't underestimate Red Star um, because they're in this stage of Europa League for a reason. They've done well. Um, Sheriff are no mugs who put them out of the Champions League. They, I'm pretty sure, Scotia will know this, um, but I'm pretty sure they, Sheriff turned Real Madrid over at, uh, at the Bernabeu or the stadium they were playing. Yep, I'm pretty sure they did that. So they're no mugs and they, put, they beat Partizan. In their derby um, a couple of weeks ago, and I also I'm quite glad Scotia didn't get this one. I've obviously googled this. I've put a wee bit more research into this, but they've got a striker <laughs> from Malta who's just come in in January, and he's already scored. I think it's five goals in four games for them, and, and scored in the derby. Whether or not, I'm not sure whether he can play tomorrow night or not. Eh, sorry, Thursday night or not. But um, yeah, yeah there'll in, be no mugs. Is he? Is he in the squad? Yeah, he's in. He's in the squad. Yeah. Well, he's obviously on a bit of form just now, so um, there are no mugs. And I think I would, I would really like to see just Rangers keep a clean sheet to take it over to the, over to the next leg. But I'm confident as well. I think that I think this team are capable of beating them in both legs. But at the same time, they can't underestimate. You can't underestimate anyone. It is the old party line, but you can't underestimate anyone at this stage of European football. And I'm very like Scotia. I think there was an element of that against Slavia Prague because it was a smaller name. I think we thought, certainly as a support, I think we thought, yeah, we should do them and and we get caught short. And I don't want to see that again. I want to see us get into the next round. Yeah, 100%. And it wouldn't surprise me after the the kind of poor performance we've put in, Rangers show up and absolutely play a masterclass. Do you know what I mean? And like absolutely blow them out of the water. Look, they, they've tried to play it down. Their managers try to make Rangers the the, the favourites, try to make um, Red Star the, the underdogs, as you would expect them to do. Um, but I think it's it's going to be a tough game. I, I really do. But I think Rangers on their day are, have shown that they're a match for anybody remaining in this competition. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think the noise is going to be pretty spectacular. Um, as I said, they're a noisy bunch. So... If anybody's seen that video of the tunnel that the players need to walk through as well when they go out there, no, th- no thanks, <laughs> no thanks. I'm, I'm fine, thanks, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, but so yeah, it, it's an intimidating place to go play football, but we need to make Ibrooks just as intimidating for them uh, and make sure we give the team the full support. So obviously we are not. Um, we're doing this show before we've got the press conference, um, so we don't know the team news, etc. So we're basing it on what we already know, um, with the only one really being Hadji that's out, um, and probably Aaron Ramsey, let's be completely honest. So, Ryan, I'll come, <laughs> Ryan, I'll come back to you, mate. Uh, what's your team, mate, and what's your score prediction? Right, I've gone... It's pretty... <laughs> It's a pretty standard team. I don't think there's there's any no, nah, there's no surprises in this. We've probably all got the same team. Um Arfield in there, it's Arfield at right back, Arfield centre half. <laughs> 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 Arfield's back in the team, he's definitely back, but uh, McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Balligan, Bassey, Lundstrom, Jack, Arfield, Kent, Morelos, and Aribo. I think I think it pretty much picks itself. Obviously, pending Jack being fit, pending Balogun being fit, I genuinely think the rest of them do pick themselves. I don't see him see him changing that, and Arfield will be it will be playing. There is no doubt about that. Um, Rangers to win. I want to say two 0 I'm going to say one 0 Rangers one 0 Morelos, and I'll take it. Yeah. Um... I'm exactly the same team, mate. McGregor, Tav, Golden, Balogun, Bassey, Jack, Lundstrom, Aribo, Kent, Arfield, Morelos. I think we all 
are pretty much sure that's going to be the team. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just basing that on what we already know. Obviously, we don't know the, the squad update that will come through press conference tomorrow, but um, Hadji will still be out and Aaron Ramsey will still be out. So yeah, I'll go with the same team as that. And I'm going 2-1 Rangers Morelos to score both goals that will make him... I think there was a, there was a start I seen. I can't remember. He beat something scores. You got it written down? No, but it's, what are you talking no, about? It's like God. the fifth all time. It's like fourth or fourth or fifth all time. Europa something League like that. It's Europa like something about some consecutive goal. God, I'm so professional, am I? Not? I should have noted that down. I seen it and I forgot to note it down. But he becomes like the best since James Forrest used to play for Rangers. Is that right? Is that right? Is his name James Forrest? It was James Forrest. James Forrest, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I've seen something somewhere. I could be wrong. I could be nonsense. I could have pie in my face. But Scotia, uh, your team and your score. Yeah, exact same team as used to. I think you could tell from the substitutions that he made on Saturday there with Balogun and Arfield getting about 30 minutes coming on. That was getting them primed up for the game on Thursday. Then also taking Jack and Morelos off. I felt maybe, I said it in the post-match, that I felt that was him taking them off to Breston for Thursday as well. So, yeah, same team. And I'm going 2-0 Rangers with Lundstrom to be the first goal scorer. Ooh, tasty, tasty. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, so it's at Ibrox on Thursday night, 8pm kickoff, if I'm correct. Uh, it's an 8pm kickoff, not 7.45, and it's on BT Sports, I would imagine. Uh, so that'll do us for that. But before we do finish up, um, we are going to just... Uh, we're going to finish up with just the way that we are celebrating our 150 years. Um, just throughout this month, we're going to go into, um, as the intro has shown you, we're going to go into different Rangers figures over the last 150 years and just at the end of the show, just have a wee discussion about them. Um, and tonight is a man that needs virtually no introduction. It is Mr Bill Struth. Um, Scott, a man's legacy that still has impressions on our current club. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Bill Struth is one of, if not the most important manager in Rangers history. Um, it's a silly question, mate, but your thoughts on Bill Struth? Yeah, I mean, what what can you really say about the guys? He, when he came in, he's built this kind of standard that we all keep aspiring to be like. And, you know, he's one of these people that every other manager's judged against. Um, I, I didn't realise we were going to be speaking about Will Strode, so I've not done huge amounts of research. But I think, you know, what's relevant <laughs> to us just now as well is, obviously, with what happened over the last 10 years, just his quote that he talks that you know you played at the start there, I think resonated with us all so so much. You know, like we'll have our years of, of trouble and things like that, but we'll rise stronger. And I think that we all achieve, want to achieve to like uphold his standards. I did see as well. He's the fifth most decorated manager of all time, I believe, and that's everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, not just not just in Scotland. Um, and yeah, the, the amount of titles that he led us to during his time as a manager and oh, he was an assistant as well before he was manager wasn't he so mm-hmm. um, yeah and that picture of him in the trophy room that's yeah it's, I love going in and seeing that and seeing pictures of people behind it it's great yeah it will remain there for forever and a day I, it's hard to put into words what Bowstruth means to Glasgow Rangers it really is it's a he's like a like a legendary figure, like a, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like a subnatural figure, like a guy that you just can't believe existed. Obviously, it was before my time, um, but a guy that you can't believe existed that he had this philosophy about Rangers that he built these standards for for Glasgow Rangers, and quite rightly, as I, I mentioned in the in the intro video, that we named our main stand after him uh, and thoroughly deserved. It really is Ryan. You you picked out. Um, Bowstruth, when we, we did a wee bit of this on the last podcast, so um, your thoughts on, on Bowstruth, mate? Yeah, I think my selection was just me trying to be probably a bit unselfish and just think of why the club is why the club is where it's at and why it's so great and it is down to down to men like him down to men like Walter Smith and, and setting that standard and, and making people realise that's what Glasgow Rangers are, not just a, a not just a football team or a football club, there's, there's so much more than that, they're an institution and, and Bill Struth set those standards and like you said, that's why his picture's in the in the trophy room and it always will be. Um, me and my mates 
had a thing and it was a wee joke at the time and but we kept we kept it going and see during the banter years all the dark days no point in listing them off, but we all went through them. Times where you thought Rangers would never win, ne- never win a trophy again, or never never just even get to Premier League again at times. I thought that, especially that day we could beat from Motherwell in the playoff, I thought we were so lost at sea and you don't know what's happening. And me and my mates always text each other after pumpings for sale, whatever happened, and we'd always just text each other and say, tolerance and sanity, tolerance and sanity. And... I mean, it came it came to fruition in uh, what almost exactly a year from today when we when we stopped them doing ten and and one fifty five and that proves everything. It's not just a quote; it really is the way you need to look at it. Our years, I feel you're welcome, but tolerance and sanity will will come through. It. And he was a great, obviously a great great man, and a clever man as well. And yeah, he's a he's a he's a colossal figure in our history, Carney. I don't think we can underestimate it. And the fact we've got a main stand. Named after him, and we still sing his name on a Saturday about his um, this his spirit living on. It says everything for us. Uh, the the spirit of Bowstruth will carry on forever. Uh, it really will. Uh, you can't underestimate the 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 impact that he had on our club, and the, the, he is a major part in what we are just now. The way our club is held, our global brand. This uh, this is Bowstruth that built these foundations for our club. Uh, an absolute icon, an absolute legend, and yes. Thank you, Mr. Bilstruth, for um, for doing to my team what you did uh, and for making it what it is. Uh, that's to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to do a number of different Rangers figures through over different podcasts throughout the, throughout the month. However, if you do have someone that you would like us to do, please do leave it in the comments. Um, and we'll, I'll try and get round to it. I promise you I'll try and get round to it. So leave it in the comments uh, and I'll get round to do some sensible ones only. I'm not doing, like, Capucho or, like, do you know what I mean? Like somebody of real importance to this club, uh, Oleg Selenko or Rosenthal or something like that. None, none of that. Uh, proper ones. Um, that would be good. But I've got a number lined up. Um, but yeah, if you would like it, then leave a comment and I'll try and get to it. Uh, that'll do us for tonight, gentlemen. Scotia, thank you very much, mate. And I will see you on Thursday night. Yeah, cheers. Just really looking forward to, to, to Thursday. And hopefully, like I said, we can go that one step further than we have recently. That would be superb. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much, mate, and thank your cat as always, mate. I'm sure there's people that just tune in to see your cat from time to time. Aye, Advo, Advo, Advo cat behind me. She's uh, she's some cat, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, thanks very much, boys. I'm looking forward to Thursday. Um, I love when there's a... I love a European game when there's a big away support, like that Dortmund away support does it for me. It just gives you the buzz for a European, a European crowd, and I wish I could see it more at Ibrox, but uh, yeah, I'm... Anticipating that they'll be the exact same, the Red Star fans, and I think it'll be a noisy game for us on Thursday. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, really looking forward to it myself. I think it will be uh, pretty spectacular. Um, so yeah, can't wait for it. Uh, that'll do. As I say, as always, please like the video, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We will be back on Thursday with a club reaction after the match. So until then, thank you for tuning in. Play up the Glasgow Rangers. We are Club at Twenty Two, the Rangers podcast, and I'll speak to you all next time. Cheers, everybody. Podcast Network.